George Sillis is with us. Tom White is with us right now. These are uh, both contributors, and Tom White is host of Fast Market here on the show. Tom, uh, you and I haven't spoken yet today. Your initial reaction, um, I'll tell you, the traders said if, if they did only 50, they really thought the market would sell off. And we're anticipating the 75 basis points. Your thoughts now on the reaction? Yeah, not surprised. I think the Fed tipped off the Wall Street Journal in that article that we had a few days ago that uh, basically put 75 basis point on the table. Now we're hearing a lot of uh, market watchers and economists saying that they should have gone 100 basis points. And these are from Jeffrey Gunlock and uh, Jeremy Siegel. Uh, they're saying that the Fed is still behind the curve, but this does appease the markets. You're seeing that reaction right now. We're starting to creep a little bit higher here. Uh, yields still around that 3.4%. Uh, for the 10 year. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, the one dissent vote, vote out of Esther George, I'm, I'd be curious to see why she did dissent because I think everything's pointing to the Fed being still behind the curve and they have a lot more work to do. They put 50 to 75 base point on the table for the next meeting in July. Uh, so that's a concern. They did uh, highlight some of the inflationary pressures. Uh, and crude oil. They're blaming uh, Russia, uh, Ukraine war on that, even though crude prices were going uh, up higher way before that even happened. So uh, this is about textbook for Fed Chair Powell. He's trying to appease the markets a little bit. They're, uh, they're studying data, and that's what they're going to go off of moving forward. But they did raise some of their expectations heading into the end of 2022. Uh, the Fed funds rate above 3% uh, level. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see on this. Uh, I'm curious to see if anybody asks him any hardball questions this time during the uh, Q&A session. Yeah, what would you say a hardball question would be, Tom? Well, I would probably put it out there. Hey, Fed Chair Powell, we've seen the inflationary pressures. Uh, you were behind the curve as far as accommodation, uh, letting accommodation go off uh, You know their balance sheet and what you're buying as far as MBSs. Uh, and debt, but at the same time, why didn't you start a more aggressive hiding, uh, a hiking cycle earlier in the year? You might have quelled some of the inflationary pressures that we have now on the consumer yeah. and the economy. I think that's what you have to look at. I think a lot of people would echo your sentiment there. Um, hindsight's always 2020, yes. but I think a lot of people would agree with you, Tom White. George Sillis, you had said 75 basis points, so that was your anticipation. Fed Fund futures were pointing at that. At this point, um, he, he talked about another 50 to 75 basis points in the next move, um, but that high inflation really is significant hardship for folks at this point. What are you watching now? I'm seeing the markets moving to the session highs. Um, you know, every second I look over, I love this chart because it's so volatile since the news broke. They are. And one of the things I, I noticed and uh, one, of, one of the things I want to talk about was we actually saw the five-year yields, which really represent corporate credit markets. They inverted relative to the 30-year yields. And in fact, we're seeing a little bit of the opposite happen in terms of the rate of change. Five-year yields are down about 5% right now, whereas 30-year uh, yields are down about 1%. So that's a good sign from the standpoint of the fives to thirties inversion, which occurred recently. So I think that's one of the, 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 the promising things seeing in the markets today at the very least. And overall, you know, you have to consider a few other factors involved in the market move today. We got, you know, we got options expiration coming up on, on Friday. We also have quarterly rebalancing. So there might be some institutional buying helping support these markets. But overall, you got to think about the risk to reward as well. I mean, this market could pivot all the way back down to 3,500, but it also could move quite a bit to the upside based upon the, the event having passed. 
also based upon the the appetite for risk taking right now because i think overall the fed is no doubt uh, had been behind the curve not necessarily acknowledging that they have a sense of you know this urgency right now versus that transitory concern but they don't necessarily want to raise it to match the two-year yield immediately because they can't effectively the u.s dollar has been so strong that's going to create an immense amount of strain in the credit markets and that'll be maybe worse than what we're seeing from the standpoint of what's happening in the consumer end markets because of inflation. So they have to balance out credit risk with consumer risk. It's a very tricky tightrope that they're walking right now, mm -hmm. but effectively they didn't spook the markets and that's what's important. They gave the mar markets exactly what they priced in. Right, and you know, uh, I'm seeing in the comments now from the Q&A session that Jay Powell said after that CPI print on Friday, you know, followed by the wholesale number, this week, it's just so evident how inflation just was not giving us any reprieve. That being said, Tom, at this point now, um, what are you watching here as yields are likely to continue to rise? Um, folks will still be strapped, at least for the near term. But are there bright spots? Yeah, there's a couple of bright spots taking place right now, Nicole. As you mentioned, equities are hitting session highs today because, as, as George mentioned, dollar, U.S. dollar is falling off of those 19-and-a-half-year highs as we speak, yeah. and yields are falling also. So that's giving some lift to equity markets at this point. I think that's one of the things we've been focused on on a lot of our programming is the fact that the dollar, you got to watch the dollar right now. It's coming off of those highs. Mm -hmm. That's helping support equities at this point. Uh, I think, um, you know, basically moving forward, they're going to continue to watch the data points that come out. But I think one of the key things for the Fed to not lose uh, further credibility moving forward is don't dis right. dissipate from the direction of what they need to do as opposed to maybe what we might see in a softening in the economy, maybe some inflationary pressures pulling back modestly. They need to stay the course here and get this, uh, you know, uh, inflationary pressures under control because a lot of the stuff that they're dealing with, the rising oil prices and such, and by the way, oil prices are back down to 116, so that's helping uh, equity markets at this point. But I think they have to stay yeah. the course uh, moving forward. And the volatility, I mean, it's great for traders. Um, if you're a trader, you've probably enjoyed some of the volatility. But if you're an investor, you've probably been sickened when you saw the S&P 20% off its highs, the NASDAQ 30% off its highs. It is tough, tough, tough for folks, even on paper, to watch and open those 401ks. As a matter of fact, George, um, on June 4th, I was at a party, and someone said to me, well, Nicole, I think I called the bottom. And I said, I hope so. You know, it's just, it's almost funny when people no one can call the bottom. You can look and say, I, you know, I hear some elements I'm watching. What are you watching, George, to say, is this the moment? Did we just turn it around? Did we see the bottom as we move to new lows this week today and new lows this week? It's quite possible, Nicole. You know, the thing about, you know, the Fed meeting days is certainly something, sometimes the opposite happens after the reaction we see post post commentary by the Fed itself. So again, I'm not gonna say, hey, is this the bottom? I'm not gonna declare that. You know, I think the risk to reward right now favors the bulls because I do think if the markets do pivot back to the downside, there seems to be a very, very prominent level of support around the 3,500 area on the S&P, which puts it about 6% lower than the, the pre-commentary period from the Fed versus the potential for, you know, maybe a double-digit gain to the upside. So I think you have to assess the risk versus reward in the equity space overall. But I think right now, you know, the Fed is that, has got that tight line. 
in, in terms of what they're walking. You know, I, I want to add to what Tom yeah. said. He said credibility. The Fed has to establish credibility to the domestic markets for sure and consumers for inflation. But they also have responsibility. And the responsibility is to ensure that they don't raise too fast and too aggressively. And that can destabilize the rest of the world because we are the, the prominent reserve currency of the rest of the world. And I do like the fact that the dollar is pivoting to the downside, and that's providing relief to the international markets, which, again, is going to translate into more favorable uh, asset pricing and allocations in the United States. And as you mentioned, um, thank you for that, George. And Tom, you mentioned Esther George, who notoriously has been hawkish, yeah. but today was the dovish dissenter. Uh, I mean, when you think about who was going to dissent, you didn't think it would be Esther George. At this point now, I also start to wonder, and I don't like to talk politics, but we're supposed to separate monetary policy and fiscal policy. They're not supposed to be influenced. But you do have a midterm election coming up, and there was a lot of talk about the economy and whether or not the Fed would be watching that part of it, too. Um, can you touch this just even slightly, Tom, for us in a fair and, and balanced way without leaning one way or the other? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to have a, a, an effect on the midterms. You have to take that into consideration, considering what's going on in the overall economy, the inflationary pressures that everybody's feeling across the board. I was surprised, too, also, Nicole, that uh, Esther George uh, dissented and only wanted a 50 basis point hike because I think in that room when the Fed members are speaking, I think Bullard should stand up and tell everybody what's he, what he thinks because he's been the only one ahead of the game here and they didn't listen to him early on in 2022 and we're paying the price and every consumer uh, in the economy is paying the price right now. But uh, if they're going to go off of that data based moving forward on inflation, uh, and for the economy, I think that's one of the key things is the Fed can't listen to that because interest rates have, are, are starting to explode. Uh, inflationary pressures are there. They need to stay the course. And, uh, you know, basically the Fed funds rate is not pricing in a 75 basis point hike in July right now based on some of the commentary that we're hearing out of Fed Chair Powell. So uh, my uh, advice or opinion is to stay the course until we get this because you can overshoot on the upside. You can correct that quickly. Uh, and I think uh, falling further behind than they are right now uh, would be a detriment uh, for GDP growth and the economy moving forward. Understood. I, I, you know, well said, gentlemen. No one admires uh, Jay Powell's job. I mean, it is a most difficult job to try and anticipate what to do, what not to do, and there's always going to be people uh, criticizing your every single move. Though I did almost just laugh out loud when I read the headline, had expected to see inflation flattened by now. Really? I mean, does he leave the house? Does he go to the store and fill yeah. the tank? Maybe not. Um, you know, I, a reality check. Anyhow, we're, we got through this part. Thank you both very, very much. It's so nice to see you both. So thankful that you were able to be here on this important day. George Sillis and Tom White, thank you.